Hi, and welcome to the Circle of Film podcast. I'm Ryan, and join me as we step into Tully in today's review episode. I can show you the world. Just take a look through my eyes. So I'm going on a vacation at the end of this month. Uh, it starts on the 23rd. So I think that's a Wednesday, and I gotta put out some episodes. Um, you know, I, I yeah, the twenty third of May. Uh, I'll be gone for about two weeks, so that's six episodes in that span that I have to uh, have recorded and ready to go uh, before I leave. Because uh, one, I don't think it makes sense to take my recording equipment with me. Not because, like, it's not that much. It's literally just the microphone. But, I don't know, it, it's extra space. You know, I don't want to have to deal with that at, through through the airport. It's probably going to cost me a ton of money. Not worth it. And I don't know how much time I would even have in uh, Brazil to actually record. Because, uh, you know, we're already... We're working on planning out some sort of a vague itinerary, and uh, I don't know that there will be much time left over to record. There will be time to watch movies. Uh, I do intend to see at least Solo while I'm in Brazil, uh, which should be really interesting and really cool and fun. But uh, definitely won't have time to like record episodes for it. So, um, obviously this episode is coming out before any of that takes place. I'm not gone yet as of recording or releasing this episode. Uh, but I leave in like a week from when this episode is coming out. So, uh, you know, I may have not even done a Tully review episode um, if I weren't kind of needing to bolster the number of episodes I had. And that's not to say that I don't have particular feelings about Tully, but because I do, and I I really enjoyed the movie, and I'm excited to talk about it. But um, that's kind of how things are, and so, you know, I, I'm laying out this this roadmap for myself of what I can do and what episodes I can actually record before I can before I leave that I can release after I've left, and uh, really trying to figure out how far I can stretch some of these things because the only big movie coming out between now and when I leave is Deadpool, um, which I will definitely have an episode. At least two episodes for Deadpool will be coming out, uh, a review and statistics episode, I, I imagine. Uh, but that doesn't even get me to when I leave. So uh, I'm working on that. Um, thought I would throw this out there. If uh, there's anything anybody wants to suggest, I'm happy to take that under consideration. Uh, as of right now, I am currently looking at needing two more episodes to fill out my vacation time. But I haven't even started recording any of the one. Like, this is. I haven't recorded any of the episodes that come out after this one as of right now. So it's going to take some doing um, in that sense. And uh, we're going we're gonna to try to do this. So um, that's where things are standing right now. Uh, and uh, let's talk about Tully. So, Tully is an Ivan Reitman directed film. Written by Diablo Cody and starring the brilliant Charlize Theron, 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 uh, as well. Not I, Jason Reitman, not Ivan Reitman. Jason Reitman, Diablo Cody, Charlize Theron, and Mackenzie Davis. 
as well as Mark Duplass, Ron Livingston, Colleen Wheeler, Elaine Tan, and others. Uh, it is a movie about mothers. Um, Marlo, Charlize Theron's character, is the mother of two kids. Uh, when the movie starts, she is pregnant with a third whom she has throughout the film. And it's taxing. It's very taxing. It is incredibly difficult to to raise kids uh, as this movie portrays. They can be a lot to handle. They can sap your energy. They can ruin your day. And uh, a lot of the time, there's very little you can do about that. There's a few fantastic... There's a very fantastic sort of montage sequence partway through this movie that really illustrates the not only repetitiveness, but just the the overwhelming sense of of fatigue that sets in raising a kid. And what I find one of the things I find interesting is so the movie hundred percent completely focuses on on uh, Marlo, Marlo's character, uh, Charlize Theron, and she's very much. Uh, presented as bearing the brunt of the parenting um, between her and Ron Livingston. And we get a couple of lines throughout the film that indicate that that's not necessarily uh, as one-sided as the movie's presenting it to us. Uh, you know, she she comments that, obviously, Ron Livingston has a job that he works at um, a lot, full-time, and Shelley Throne is not working because she's raising the kids, so, you know, he's not there all the time. She's handling a lot of a lot of the workload in, on that front. But, you know, she does comment at one point that Ron Livingston comes home. You know, he does work with the kids on their homework uh, and, and does this, that, and the other thing. And so, you know, he's... I, I don't want to... I think the film visually presents things in a way that seem like he's not present enough in the in the parenting department but the words on the film indicate that that's not maybe not as true as the visuals are but i don't but at the same time this isn't really a film that's trying to harp on you know the fact that the guy in the relationship doesn't support them i don't there's that's a very that's not what the movie's really about the movie is focuses on Charlize Theron's character of Marlo and exactly where she is in her life and what she, how she feels about what's transpired and taken place uh, to get her to that point. You know, she used to, and maybe will return to, a job in human resources. She is uh, getting older. She's like hitting 40, past 40. She has three kids now. They are consuming her every waking moment. Um, one of them, who is Jonah, is a bit of a hand, is, is more than just a handful. Like, he has some serious problems that we find out throughout the film that are, are um, stunting or, or uh, affecting his emotional growth in, in a way, at least something to the extent where, you know, he is far less contained than Emmy uh, or Sarah. Sarah. Who is Emmy? Uh, uh, her daughter, I think, is 
Sarah, I think. Um, and so the question becomes, uh, how can she handle all of this pressure uh, to keep track of all of the kids, to make sure they're bathed and fed, that they get to school on time, that they're not causing trouble at school, that they're growing, that they're learning, that they're getting the food and nourishment that they deserve. And it's already a hassle with the two kids that she has who are, you know, five, six, seven, eight years old. And now there's a baby. And it all comes kind of crashing down on top of her that she just can't handle this stress. She cannot do everything. And her brother, Mark Duplass, uh, presents the idea of something called a night nanny, which is, if you're unfamiliar, is a person who will come and look after the baby all night uh, while you, the parent, mother, pr presumably, sleep. And at first, Charlie's is like, no, I, I don't want this. This is some strange person in my house. That's really weird. I am not. I'm not into that. And that's when we get the montage sequence I mentioned, and it shows, like, her trying to deal with things on her own. And it's rough. It's real bad. It's, it's man, it's shown as, it, this, this movie, I would not, I would be, I totally understand if you come away from this movie not wanting to be a parent if you aren't one yet. It really does um, paint things in a very negative light. Uh, a lot, a lot of the time, and it, it really even further beyond that makes you wonder uh, how difficult you were as a kid, you know, because you see how, like, just even her, even, even Marlo's daughter, which is, who is easily the most tolerable and, and easy to uh, maintain child that that Marlo has, like, even that, it, it's still a hassle, it's still a struggle, it's still a fight, it's still, it's still tough, and, and there's still a lot to do, and, you know, she says things like, uh, you know, she, she, she's maybe the smartest of the, probably the smartest of the kids, and she'll, and, and Charlize Theron takes off her shirt at one point when something spilled on it, and her daughter looks at her, and she's like, why does your body look like that? And it's a super innocent question, right? It's very straightforward. It's no malice intended. No, no, uh, you know, it's just a kid asking a simple question. But when it's paint, when it's presented in the, with the, in the circumstances that it is, where, you know, it's been the longest of days, uh, you know, it's, so, you know, she, Marlo, you know, didn't have the time or the energy uh, to cook dinner. She had to order or make, like, heat up a frozen pizza. And her husband has just walked in and he's like, oh, we're having frozen pizza with this kind of disdain in his voice. And she's irritated. And then her son spills a drink on her that just doesn't even, like, affect her. She just kind of, like, looks at it and accepts it because this is her life. And she's like, you know what, this is my life, and she takes off her shirt, because it's, you know, wet, and it's, it's, it's icky, and, and, and then her daughter just looks at her, and is like, why does your body look like that, and it's just, 
it's just piling on top of her again and again and again and again. And so even even the, the kid that is the best of the kids that she has is still not, you know, it still presents these, these quandaries and these emotional uh, sort of acrobatics that we have to jump through in order to be sane, right? You still have to avoid, you know, as a parent approaching something the way you would approaching your kids the way you would another adult who would say something along those lines and and it's it's all tough it's all difficult so ultimately uh, marlo decides all right i gotta find somebody i gotta get this night nanny thing i cannot sleep i'm not getting any sleep i don't remember the last time i had a good night's sleep let's see what happens and that's an enter the, the titular Tully, played by Mackenzie Davis. Uh, she is a t- young 20-something who uh, I think actually is, we re- is revealed to be 26 later in the film, who sw- who, who kind of just sweeps in like a Mary Poppins, knows exactly what to do, exactly what to say, and Charlize gets a good night's sleep for the first time. Uh, she wakes up and the entire house has been cleaned, uh, you know, as the days pass, um, she wakes up to find that Tully has baked cupcakes, uh, you know, again and again and again. And, and all of a sudden, everything finally feels like it's falling into place, uh, at least as far as uh, raising the kids is concerned. But as soon as that whole side of things is sort of being taken care of, this other conflict rears its head. And this conflict kind of comes across as Tully and Marlo are talking to each other. And she, Marlo is sort of realizing that she hasn't had sex in a long time. Uh, you know, she absolutely loves uh, Drew, Ron Livingston's character, and she is incredibly happy with him. But with since the kids, like, things just haven't been the same. And then that's not the best and and you know it, it's caused some tension and you know we start to feel like there's a little bit more there and hiding beneath the surface starting to kind of rear its head and the longer this goes on marlo's drawn further and further into the pool of tully and just living in a way that isn't the same in in a way that's you know how life used to be before she had any kids she's she's envious and uh, dreaming of, you know, her own self, you know, 15, 20 years ago, before life had really hit her the way that it has. Uh, there's a line in the movie, you know, about, uh, she says to Tully at one point, something to the effect of, you know, when your, th- your 30s come and they hit you like a tr- freight train, uh, they completely knock you over and you know, she kind of just longs to be back in her 20s, and that's what, you know, Tully is representing to her, this this younger girl who is kind of able to to have that life, and she's jealous of it, and it's kind of, um, it's really frustrating, but it helps her kind of come to terms, sort of, it kind of, kind of, not necessarily come to terms, but at least identify um, some of the uh, 
problems and issues she has in her own uh, in her own life as it is now. So that's kind of I don't know that kind of lays probably more than enough groundwork for what this film is about. So. Uh, not to go any further into the details, um, definitely there are some hu- big spoilers uh, that could be involved in this movie. I'm not going to get into that. No spoilers for this film. Um, I'll just say I absolutely loved Charlize Theron and Mackenzie Davis in this film. Uh, both of them have made their way into the 2018 Circle of Film Awards as of right now. Um, additionally, Tully is uh, in the Best Picture race for the moment. And uh, the screenplay, Diablo Cody's screenplay is incredible and definitely uh, has, a, has its spot there. So four current nominations, four categories that Tully is contending in at the moment. And I really enjoyed it. I had a great time with this movie. It's not perfect. It's not flawless. I think um, some of the stuff I can't specifically talk about lends itself to... Um, critiques in in that it really does kind of when you get to the end of the film you really notice that it's it's a very straightforward presentation of um, this this dynamic that's developed between Tully and Marlowe and I, I think that there was definitely room to to sort of expand outside of the, the what's happening at face value. I don't know if that necessarily makes sense. Um, I mean, it probably doesn't at all if you haven't seen the movie. It may not even after you have. I, how, do I, how do I want to say this? Um, I guess my, my, my biggest critiques of the film are that I find it strange that I, I think the film, as I mentioned, kind of visually presents Braun Livingston as not being a sort of attendant father. And there are definitely moments throughout the film where the film where we could have kind of touched on this a little more or even commented on it. And the film ignores that, uh, rather choosing to settle toward the end by sort of giving Ron Livingston this this moment where, you know, he just kind of realizes that things have been uh you know not so great and he needs to do something about it but i i don't know i i just feel like the movie doesn't exactly get those things right um i don't know it's a really sad movie it ends on a somewhat hopeful note but is a very sad movie and I think I think the side characters so so Mark Duplass and I think Elaine Tan plays his husband. Um, yes, so Mark Duplass and Elaine Tan, they don't really get a lot of moments. Uh, you know, he is the one supposedly funding the the night nanny and he presents the idea and all that. But I don't know, all that stuff, it just kind of seemed functional to to service the plot, and really find that, I don't know, it didn't get enough attention or it got too much attention sort of thing. It it, find, it found its way into this weird area where if you're going to give it th- as much attention as they do, 
it doesn't matter enough for how much time we spend with these characters. So either give them more time so that they actually matter to the greater plot and the greater message and the greater themes of the movie, or cut down their screen time so that they're less important and I'm not, I'm not thinking about them and wondering about them ever. You know, I don't need to care. If I don't need to care about them, don't make me care about them. And if I do need to care about them, give them something more to do in the greater scheme of things. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's a really good movie. Um, so I gave it uh, a 74, uh, which puts it between, like, Unsane and Annihilation. It puts it in that realm for me. And I really enjoyed it. I, I had a good time. I didn't have a good time. It's it's a very depressing movie, but I had a I I had a good experience watching the film. I, I like the film. It's very funny at times. Uh, there's a lot of great moments. Um, you have fantastic performances, particularly from Throne and Davis, and uh, I think it's better than Young Adult. Uh, a little, just a little. I think there's a much more human and emotional component to Tully that young adult sort of didn't hit on as hard and uh that's just my opinion i guess i don't know that's just how i compare the two and how i see the compare the relationship between the two being so i recommend tully uh it is mother's day weekend as i'm recording this obviously that's long gone by the time you'll hear this so um be wary though of like taking your mom to see this because it's it's brutal. It can be some. It can be pretty brutal. And uh, that's it. Um, for the record, uh, so for the record, there is a fairly big kind of spoilery aspect to this movie. Um, that I wouldn't say it's like Shyamalanian, but it's something that like I don't know. You don't know it until you know it, but. And I, I, I've heard, I listened to other people, like, review this movie on other shows and, like, read things. And one of the, and one of the people who commented on that aspect of the film, uh, or two people, rather, that commented on that aspect of the film, both uh, admitted that they had no idea that the thing that was how it is was exactly the way it was. And I was kind of really puzzled by that, because, like, I figured it out or at least while watching the movie, I assumed that it was how it was from the very beginning. I thought it it made sense to me from the very beginning, so it wasn't a shock. And I will say that, like, if you're comparing... If you look at a movie like The Sixth Sense, if you go... If you, fi- if you realize what's happening in The Sixth Sense, the I See Dead People, uh, from the very beginning... As I knew, like the first time I watched Sixth Sense, I knew what the truth, the 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 conceit of it. Um, I felt like that kind of diminishes the power of the film a little. I don't think that diminishes Tully whatsoever. So even if you go in knowing the the big spoilery elements of this film, I still think uh, it only adds, and not adds, but like it only develops the film in a slightly different way, and doesn't exact and doesn't ever detract from it in that way so I, I think that that is a big strength in the writing and uh, direction from Reitman and Cody that they are able to successfully make this a movie where you know you can know that Snape kills Dumbledore but even when it happens you're still 
shocked and it's still a big deal and you're still looking at the film and you're not waiting for it to come about you're just you know you you just have a different vantage point on things and it's not a negative one so i really like tully i recommend it one of my favorite movies of the year so far and uh maybe one that uh will stick around till the end um we'll see uh that's about it though that's it for today's episode. Not too long, not too much to do. Uh, I want to thank you so much for listening to it. And if you would like to get in touch with me for any reason whatsoever, uh, circleoffilm at gmail.com for email or at circleoffilm on Twitter. If you want to support the show and uh, for as low as less than 10 cents an episode, uh, you can do that on patreon.com slash circleoffilm. Or if you would like to visit the website, circlefilm.com, you can find all the old episodes over there, as well as a ton of statistics, uh, top lists, um, rankings. Uh, You can find images and uh, explanations of the spreadsheet itself and so much more over at circlefilm.com. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, have a week. So long, farewell, I'll be the same tonight. I know she'll never. Even as she fades from view So long, farewell, I'll be to say that you In the name of love One night in the name of love So long, farewell, oh what I'll be to say Wait a minute Wait a minute Wait a minute So long